Good day, loyal listeners. The We Have High Expectations podcast is back with higher expectations than uh, you've ever seen or heard. Welcome to the next episode, the next edition of the We Have High Expectations podcast. Sitting here with my main man, my number one man, Drewski. How's it going today, Drew? Pretty good, main man. Like every time we record a podcast, you, you say something stupider to start the show. <laughs> I turn into a whole different character. <laughs> My voice changes. I get a little bit louder. <laughs> you enunciate everything. Like yeah, every word is. Every word takes an excruciatingly long period of time for you to say. It's just. It's it's something. That's for sure. <laughs> Hey, we were not planning on starting here, but uh, you know what it reminds me of is if you're watching Iowa women's basketball game, like the PA announcer that just oh. loses his mind <laughs> on every shot. It's like there's nobody there. So there's it's nobody worse. in the ground. Caitlin Clark for three! <laughs> and you're like, there's 12 people in the building. What are you doing? It's got to be super awkward, right? I'll have to ask my sister and see what she says. Like, But it's just got to be awkward as hell. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. But like, for like Friday night for the Iowa State-Iowa game, they showed the, the starting lineups, you know? Yeah. And they show the hype video and everything, you know? And, and they're just all sitting there looking at this hype video, and those things suck the energy out of the crowd when there's 15,000 people in there. I can only imagine <laughs> what it's like for 30 parents and the guys on the floor to be like, when is this going to get over? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I can't even believe they still do starting lineups. I'd just be like, just go out on the court. Like, you know, like, it's, it's crazy, but. No, it's funny. Well, I mean, that game, I guess I could see, because at least they put it on TV. Like, for all the other games where the starting lineups <laughs> aren't getting put on TV, like, yeah, well, who, who are we doing this for? Like, my mom and dad, you know? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the seven people that are at the game know know me personally. I don't think it's that important that you announce announce who I am. <laughs> I love it. But no, uh, speaking of Hawkeye basketball, where we are going to start today is with your number three nationally ranked Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. Have we, uh, you know, I possibly I was alive uh, during the early Dr. Tom teams, uh, but you know, don't necessarily have recollection of that. I was a youngster. Is this the best Hawkeye basketball team of our lives? Um, yeah, I think it would have to be the, from what we can remember, right? Like the first real group that I remember playing would have been um, like AC Earl and James Moses and James Winters and Chris Street and Val Barnes, those guys. So I don't really remember BJ and Roy and Ed Horton and those guys. Do you? I don't like. I feel like I do vaguely remember that North didn't didn't that team win at North Carolina? They won. Yeah, they were the um, first non-conference team to win in the Dean Dome. I vaguely remember that, and uh, watching. You know, just remember like the Carolina blue floor and watching mm -hmm. it on TV. I think we were living in North Liberty, my old stomping grounds. And then uh, my brothers and I, maybe one of their friends, like stayed up till two in the morning drinking hee haws or hillbilly hollers and play an RC Pro-Am on the old Nintendo entertainment system. 
But don't ask me anything about that team or that game. I remember yeah. more about the RC Pro AM and Super Sprint <laughs> races than I do the game. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. Like I, the first kind of games I remember would be. I, you know, I remember Les Jepsen. So he would have been. Les Jepsen would have been like the like 90, 91 team maybe. So. Yeah, yeah, anyway, we've kind of diverted from the question there to, like, is this the best Iowa basketball team of your lifetime? And I somehow got us to Les Jepsen. Um, <laughs> well, that's better, than, <laughs> that's better than RC Pro-Am and Super Sprint. You know I'm what? I, it, it, so so a, better, a better question here is, and I say the answer to your question is yes, I do think it's the best one right now. Um, but the better sure. question is, can you believe we're here? After where we were with uh, with Todd the criminal, yeah, no, uh, like dude, no, we absolutely. like Dan Bohall. Dan Bohall started basketball games for us in the Big Ten. <laughs> like I didn't, I'm not even getting to John Licklider. Like Dan Bohall and Devin Ballwinkle and Jermaine <laughs> David. I'm sure these guys are like. I mean, if these guys are listening, I'm sorry, but they have to know it as well. You know, like. They just were not Big Ten basketball players, and we've gone from there to, you know, to to number three in the country, and it's pretty crazy to think about. But players um, all over. But yeah, at, at one point, Devin Ballwinkle was my favorite Hawkeye. Oh like God, I, I cannot I, believe you liked him. Like I just, I could not stand him. Just stand in the corner and drill. <laughs> like he just, like, how did he ever get a shot off? Why would you have ever left him? Just. Stand within three feet. That's all you had to do is just stand within three feet of the corner and he couldn't score. But that that served the point right there that every basketball team is going to score at least 50 points. So somebody's got to score those 50 points, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, like Kenny Smith, you know, that guy's a looter and a riot because he averages 20 for a bad team in the NBA. That's basically what all of Licklider's teams were. Like, yeah. we thought guys like Jake, we're like, ooh, Jake Kelly, really good player. And then he goes to Indiana State and hardly plays, right? Yeah, like, Tony, yeah. Tony Freeman was the same way, right? Yeah, he Tony Freeman, to good. Southern he goes to Southern Illinois. Yeah. Down he started. But, right. Yeah. Oh, he was like our best player. Yeah, those, those were <laughs> yeah. our best players on Todd Licklider teams, and they were just role players in the Valley. You know? Yeah, like where the hell did Cully Payne ever end up, you know? Yeah, so. he went to like a Horizon, like Wisconsin, or Illinois, Chicago, or something. I don't know. He went yeah. somewhere, but never played, yeah. You know, Brendan Kugel was a 6'9", 270-pound three-point shooter. <laughs> you know, like, remember how bad he – like, they were so bad. Yeah, so, he went to Green Bay and never played. No, I, right. I hear you. It was uh, – you want to talk about the darkest of dark times for any Power <laughs> 5 BCS conference basketball school. Yeah. That, was, that was Todd Licklider's era. But, the worst uh, Power 5 school basketball program in the country, and – just a job that I don't think anybody really wanted. And Fran took it and has done an unbelievable job. Yeah. Uh, even though, no, like, I, you know, guys that listen to like, if Moe's is listening to this or my dad's listening to this, they know I'm going to rip on Fran for his defense. Cause I hate how, how they guard ball screens. I hate how they guard the post, but at the end of the day, that's kind of splitting hairs to the, the best offense in the country. And you know, maybe they don't need to be. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think we talked about this on Saturday morning on uh, one of our pre-show calls. But uh, Friday night, the Iowa State game was the first time. You know, we've talked about this probably on the podcast in the past that 
the offense is, I mean, it's the number one rated offense or number two with Gonzaga, according to Ken Palmer, whoever you want to look at, is absolutely incredible. And man, if we could just have an average defense, we could just get our defensive efficiency mm-hmm. into the 40s or 50s. And that Friday night game against Iowa State was the first time where I was just like, maybe we don't even have to do that. Like the offense is that good, right? Like yeah, there, was, there was that stretch in the first half where Iowa State made their run and we just kind of forgot we were playing and then took a one-point lead and then bang, 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 boom, it's 11 points at halftime and then Garza goes off in the second half and you're like, hey, who the hell needs to play defense when you're going to score yeah. five every game? It's crazy. And, you know, and we're scoring against the bad teams, right? I mean, I'm going to leave Iowa State in there. I mean, we got, like, the backups playing the last 10, 10 minutes and then the third, you know, the third five playing the last five minutes of these games and we're still scoring 100 points. You know, it's, like, that. that's what's telling me, like, at one point in that Northern Illinois game, we had to be averaging damn, damn near two points of possession. Yeah, like, oh, it was crazy, it was, and you're absolutely yeah. right. We had, like, our third stringers in there, and we're still running Northern Illinois starters out of the gym, which, whatever, yeah. it's Northern Illinois, they're 0-5, but, but yeah, it's you talk about depth. Yeah, so I think though a couple things that have been really surprising to me, um, just Keegan Murray in general. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, and um, just he just – it's so surprising to see after watching him play in high school, you know, I knew he's a pretty good shooter, right? Um, and he's a very good high school player. You know, I think he averaged 23, 24 points a game at Prairie, but you know, when, when they lost, I mean, looking back, just, you know, I, I was talking about going back to the liquid days, just go back to the DePaul game last year. Right. So yeah, right. that day, right. Xavier Foster commits to Iowa State, and we get our doors blown off by a bad DePaul team, right? Just absolutely waxed. And I thought that was it for Fran, right? I thought it was over. It was a right? sad day. Yeah. I was just like, I, mean, I don't know how you come back from this. You know, you're a team that's going to be 500, and you lost a guy who's going to be a lifelong who – who says he was a lifelong Hawkeye fan. You lose to Iowa State. Then you fast forward a year later to a playing Iowa State, and it's the exact opposite, right? Like – Iowa State looks like a bad, bad basketball program, and everything is just rolling for us. And I mean, the, I, I don't. Garza, you know, could come back. Obviously, is allowed to come back. He's not coming back. But if say Wieskamp comes back next year, you just slide out Garza and uh, Garza and uh, Bohannon, and you slide in Tucson and Nunji, and you're still a top half of the Big Ten team. You know, so right. they, they've got it going, and they're fun to watch and. It's. Uh, I'm super excited for Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. That is going to be fun. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get pissed that we just don't guard anybody because, you know, when you don't play great defense, Gonzaga makes you look terrible. But if we can score with Gonzaga, then I think we're a legit top, you know, top five team. Right now, I think we're kind of in that, you know, top 10, top 15 type range um, with some other teams. I think Gonzaga and Baylor are really kind of in that a class by themselves there. And then you got the rest, you know, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan state, Wisconsin, uh, Creighton, uh, Texas tech, Texas, all those teams kind of together. But if we, if we roll with Gonzaga and, you know, score with them and say, we, you know, say we win the game, obviously you're going to be number one in the country the next week. And that's, 
that's pretty cool for Iowa, for Iowa basketball. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. I And, um, yeah, but Saturday is obviously going to be the biggest test you can get. Uh, it, you know, I, I guess – there's going to be other tests in the Big Ten too, but um, but no, yeah. If we can if we can score with Gonzaga, then back to my point uh, where if we're neck and neck with them, then back to back to my point of maybe we don't, you know, yeah. uh, maybe we can maybe we can get to the Final Four and do all these things we only dream of with, <laughs> without with a subpar defense, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Uh, but they're but they're really, I mean, they're really really good. You got, I mean, Jalen Suggs is awesome uh and Corey Kispert's great Drew Timmy's awesome um uh is it a a a Brandon a yeah uh, wing player he's I mean they're they're loaded and I I mean it's uh, it's crazy to think that like Mark Few is one of the few guys that just was like cool with where he was right and it's turned into being the greatest decision ever like he's been to a final four he could win a national championship this year. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he did it all from Spokane, Washington. You know, never had to go to UCLA or anywhere where there were any, you know, any expectations, right? And he's he's built Gonzaga and a top five basketball program, and it's it's pretty cool. And it's cool that they're willing to play these games, and they have to, right? If they don't play Iowa and Baylor and uh Kansas in the pre in the non-conference then you know they're gonna be a 30 and 0 six seed right uh well but... and that's yeah that's what I was gonna say and I think that you know he saw that I, whether he saw that or he waited until he was good enough to to um take on anybody or what but you have to say the one knock on Gonzaga always was well yeah but they don't play anybody you know St. Mary's maybe every once in a while but everyone else in their conference mm-hmm. is crap well Okay, like we'll, we'll literally play anybody. They got Kansas, yeah. West Virginia. The Baylor game got called off us. Like it's yeah, and they're still going to make up the Baylor game. It sounds like they're going to try to. Yeah. So they're going to so, play, and I think West Virginia is a top ten team, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. So if you're, if you're going to play five non-con games against top fifteen schools, like play whoever you want, and your you know your conference is whatever you know. That's what and right. and, and, and so that's where I also think that college basketball writers and the committees and all this stuff, they get, they get locked in on non-conference strength of schedule, which is stupid because you praise, we're praising Gonzaga here and saying, that's great. Do that. Well, the exact same thing is true for Iowa and the big 10, right? Like if Iowa played a bunch of nobodies in non-conference and then went and played Michigan state twice and Illinois twice, Wisconsin and Indiana, it's the same thing, right? It's just reverse. So this whole non-conference schedule versus conference schedule is is stupid. Why don't we just talk about the schedule? Like, well, you didn't play anybody out of your league. Well, who cares? I had 20 games in my league against top 60 competition. Like, why would I play anybody out of my league, right? So, so yeah, that's I, I think that's stupid, and that's probably a whole other podcast that we'll get into. And and what the people don't know is that you know we are professional bracketologists, and at and at Gatepool Bracketology, we look at the entire schedule. We don't look at non-conference strength schedule. We look at all available data, right? There's not data that we don't look at. Yeah, we, yeah, like yeah. You said, I mean, all available data. We're digesting yeah. it and we're looking at it. And uh, let's just hope that we get to, uh, you know, bracketalize uh, the tournament for uh, this year. I, you know, I don't know that our bowl picks. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll get into the to the football here in a little bit, but I don't know that our bowl picks are going to happen. <laughs> we have an NCAA tournament. I mean, for the sake of Iowa fans 
and for the sake of Iowa basketball, I hope we just figure out how we're to gonna, play these games yeah, as many of as we can, yeah. and let's have a tournament. You we're know? gonna have a tournament. There's, there's, they, they can't one. They can't afford to lose another tournament. The amount of money they lost in last year's, they, they can't do it. We're gonna have a tournament one way or another. Uh, but you know, with the vaccines coming, like you know, it, it sounds like we're gonna have you know upwards of what was it uh, in the first hundred days of. Biden's administration, they want to do 100 million vaccines. And, and so that's, you know, 100 million there. You throw in the other 50 or 60 million that they're hoping to have between now and, and the inauguration. Like, I mean, that's, that's 150, 160 million vaccines. Like, we're going to be, we're going to be rolling back, back with this stuff. And that kind of takes me to the next point. I, I want to just briefly touch on the whole Coach K kerfuffle, if you'll, if you'll allow it. Well, I think we need to ask Coach K if he'll allow it. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he's fine with it. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually going to defend Coach K here in, in this whole thing, right? Like, so he was very adamant that he didn't want the season to start till January. He wanted to play a conference-only schedule, right? Like, I understand his point. I understand what Coach K is saying. Like, the CDC is saying, do not travel, right? And we're flying kids around the country to play games. Um I understand what he's saying from a, from a, uh, a mental health standpoint, right? He's, pro- he's got a young team, a lot of guys away from home for the first time. They're in their dorm room or in an apartment and to the gym, right? It's tough. I get it. Okay. But Coach K doesn't – his answer is not necessarily right. Just like Nate Oates' answer, we have to play basketball, is not necessarily right. There is no right answer. It's a global pandemic. We're just all trying to do the best we can, Right. And if we play some games and don't play others, that's fine. If Coach K says he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want his team to play any more non-conference games, that's fine too. Like this is, you just got to get through it the best you can. And I think people just go off the deep end and try to have, you know, try to have their opinion be the right answer. And nobody's nobody has the right answer right now, right? Like we've never been through anything like this. We don't know how to deal with it. So let's just do the best we can. And instead of flipping out on coach K and you know, this is probably a me problem because I'm guessing all this stuff probably starts on Twitter. Right. And, you know, gets out into the world that way. And if I'm expecting nuance and deep thinking and understanding gray areas, I have obviously gone to the wrong place. If you know, twitter.com is where I'm at. So that's my take. And I wanted to get it out there and just let the world know everybody needs to calm the F down a little bit listen to people and just do the best we can. I mean, is there anything wrong with that take, Brad? Would you change anything I just said? No, I, you know, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I would only say, um, and, and yeah, I'm not, I mean, I, I laughed at Nate Oates and Alabama's new coach and, and his comments and all that and taking a swipe at coach K it was fun, right? Cause coach K. No, no, it wasn't. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. Well, he doesn't get if he doesn't. I'm not wrong. saying You're he wrong. was right. You're I'm just saying it's fun to take right. a swipe. You're at, wrong. You're wrong. It's fun to take a swipe at Coach K. But you see what I'm doing think, there. You see what um, I'm doing? No, I that get completely. I get completely what you're doing here, Twitter. <laughs> uh, but no, I think um, you know, like we can't. It, it's a little different now because the vaccines are coming. I I get that. So it's like now we're. There, you can see the finish line, if you will, or the light at the end of the tunnel is pretty bright. But, you know, at some point, 
we can't we can't just have everything shut down forever, right. man. There's no, gonna be nothing to open back up, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. but I, I, agree, I, agree. I don't know what the answer is. I just know I'm an Iowa fan, and I love watching this awesome basketball team. So, <laughs> shut up, Coach K. Give me more games. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. Exactly, and I think uh, you know, I think keep, I think school, you know, if it was still, uh, if if the criminal was still our coach, and Kay said the exact same thing. I'd probably be like, you know what? He is 100% right. We got to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> I don't want to see any more college basketball. But I, yeah, I just, I, this is more of just a societal issue with me. I just hate how everybody has an answer instead of saying, you know, I don't know what the right answer is, but here's what I think. And you can either agree or disagree, but we don't have to start screaming and yelling. And the fact that people act like, coach k shouldn't have an opinion on this like he's fucking coach k man like he's the most famous basketball coach in the country right like the guy is the best at what he does so obviously he should be allowed to have an opinion on whether or not his team should be playing in a global pandemic like uh, that's he, he's allowed that opinion so anyway that's that's as uh that's as far off the sports bandwagon as i'm gonna get in this podcast yeah and i uh Need to make a note here to mark this episode as uh, explicit again, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Hey, I, no, I think I got um, farther in this one than I did in any other one. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's a quarter <laughs> for the bucket. <laughs> but um, and that's fine. And I think how I think what's happened is fine too, right? Like Duke's yeah. shutting down and sending their yeah. players home. Uh, closer to home, you and I is doing the same thing, right? They mm-hmm. got contact tracing issues and. AJ Green's having hip surgery, and we're just going to shut it down and wait till conference. That's fine. Is he out for the year, AJ Green? I think I, I would assume so. I, With it, hip I mean, surgery, yeah. Yeah, I read that he was pretty much having what Bohannon had. You know, that sucks. That's tough. Yeah, that's a bad, big loss. But what I like, I'm more with like the Jay Billis, and I I appreciate Jay Billis. I agree with a lot of what he says, but the whole like we need to have a national conversation and stuff, and it's like, well. Uh, or like coach K's got a different team than Iowa's got, right? Like if you pulled Iowa's team, like I'm sure they all want to play, right? Mm -hmm. Like none of them Mm want to go home. And so is it right to make for the NCAA to come and like make a decision to shut everything down or can, you know, if coach K doesn't want to play or Duke players don't want to play, that's fine. Like come Mm -hmm. back in January and no problem. Right. You know, I mean, we see that some in, the college football rankings here. You got teams that have played 10, 11 games and you got teams that have played like six, you know, yeah. and that's fine. It's a weird year. We'll figure it out. We'll rank them one way or another. And like you said, at the end of the day, we'll have a tournament with maybe more than 64 teams and whatever. But, um, you know, just because I, I, I don't know, I just don't like the, if, if nobody knows the answer, then let's not put everybody into the same position you know that's not yeah it's not yeah. making an answer for everyone but yep and i think that's i, I think like i said it's just do the best we can right it's yeah just, let's just get through it and yeah. like i said at least there's light at the end of the tunnel that's getting brighter every day so agreed agreed i i know i am excited to go into a bar and watch a basketball game again right like <laughs> just That'll be fun. Uh, you know, so. uh, yeah, how fun would this Gonzaga game be with fans? And how, you know, like I, yeah. North Carolina game, the Iowa State game, when Garza was going off on his 15 straight points, however many it was. 20, 21. 21 straight. 
like five straight threes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know it's uh, an overused hyperbole, but they would have had to re-roof Carver Hawkeye. Like there would have, would have been the craziest scene of Carver Hawkeye's history with the with the packed house, you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was still pretty cool. That stuff, but. It was still pretty cool in my living room, so we'll leave it. We'll, we'll yeah. have to live with that. Well, let's uh, let's let's rotate over to football because we kind of segued there a little bit talking about the playoff rankings. Should we start with kind of recapping the Hawkeye season and what we thought of that, and then move on to the college football playoffs? Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, not breaking news, but news that came out today. It sounds like the Hawkeyes' regular season is done now. Big Ten it's Champions over, yeah. Week against Michigan is not going to happen due to COVID. But, um, but yeah, I don't know about you, but it's just pretty hard not to think back of that 17-point lead against Northwestern and go, man, what if, right, yeah. the way we played yeah. since then. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've really, the, I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm surprised. Like, a lot of Ferentz's teams do that, right? Like, the, his best teams kind of get better towards the end of the season. Um, but – after that Purdue game, I thought our defense was just okay, and I was really concerned about the quarterback. And I'm still pretty concerned about the quarterback, but the <laughs> yeah, defense is the defense is awesome. Like they're they're just great, you know. And I I preface this by saying I don't know how good anybody we played was, right? Like I don't have any idea if uh, you know does Wisconsin suck. Yeah, they scored three touchdowns in their last three games, right? But they played Northwestern, Indiana, and Iowa, which are the three best defenses in the league. So maybe those three defenses are really good, you know? And But we don't have any way of – so that I, I wouldn't want to be on the committee trying to figure this out because there's just no way to do it, right? There's no way to be fair in this, in this season other than to just say we're just going strictly by the eye test, um, you know? And uh, so – but I, I, I just I can't believe how much better the linebackers got. Um, that turned into a strength by the end of the year. I was really concerned about that after the first few games. But but yeah, that that seventeen point lead is a is a big one. Um, you know, we're, we had a seventeen point lead in that game. We fumbled twice inside the thirty against Purdue. You know, like it's just like man, we could be we could legitimately be eight zero with probably the worst quarterback to ever go eight zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still pretty concerned about the quarterback position heading yeah. into oh, heading into the offseason or the bowl game or whatever is going to happen. But yeah, I, I mean, what to your point? What would you say is Iowa's best uh, win this year? Got to be Wisconsin, right? I think it's got to be Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, it, in a normal year, you tell me. You know, actually, we'll just say it this way. At the start of the season, I thought six and two out of those eight games would be a really good year, you know, yeah. but I thought we'd lose to Wisconsin and we'd lose to Penn State. Um, you know, and I'm pretty Penn sure you State had us to... losing to Minnesota because you picked them to win the West. So. That's right. No, I'd said Minnesota <laughs> seven and one. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't even know. God, that was a bad pick. Holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was a bad one. Uh, that's almost as bad as my Jack Nungy take. Um, but no, the Nungy takes not as bad as the Minnesota thing. Jack still goes up and down during his games. And the Minnesota was just terrible. Um, but Iowa, then again, Iowa, no COVID issues. So how does, how do we end up with, 
you know, just a couple guys here and there missing for COVID, right? We had a couple guys get it and miss. Like John Wagner missed some games. Seth Benson missed some games. So how do how did Iowa do it where, you know, like one guy would get COVID? And then how does Michigan end up with like – they? I saw Bruce Feldman said today they got like 40, 40 or 50 guys out with COVID or in contact tracing. So, like, didn't the Big Ten set up like exact parameters for everybody to follow? Like, are these teams not following the, the same testing and – in contact tracing like requirements am i am i wrong to think this is kind of crazy no i'm sure that they aren't i mean i don't you know i don't i guess i shouldn't say that but um i'm sure every team's doing whatever that you know uh, doing different things um and i think in michigan's case i saw the I don't know if it was a week ago. I mean, they had like nine positives. I think the majority of those people are out due to contract tracing. But that's to your point. What what, are they not wearing masks? Are they not? You know, it's kind of like what happened to the Denver Broncos. They didn't have masks in their quarterback room. So all of them couldn't play because we didn't know. And then they ended up not having it. But but yeah, what what are they what are they doing that other teams aren't? If you had if you had that case, right, where they weren't wearing masks in a room or something like that, and you got these you've got these contacts and the contact tracing, like wouldn't, wouldn't like one week out, wouldn't you just miss like one or two weeks at the most? How, how do you miss three weeks of games without 30 people testing positive? Right. Like, I I just don't, I don't understand it. It's not, it's not computing for me. And I think what I'm trying to kind of nudge at is like, what the hell's going on at Michigan? Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say exactly that. There might be something else going on because yeah. I don't know any other college football team that's missed three straight weeks. Right. You right? Know, Ohio, Ohio State rushed back and 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 just play. You know, like they got a lot more to play for than Michigan does. I, you know, I get that, but they play. They missed one week, right? And they just were like, you know, we'll play with whoever we got. We got to get this game in. Right. And and Minnesota last week, they didn't have like they were just like 20 guys and they went and beat Nebraska, you know. So what's going on at Michigan here? And so I think, you know, like I said, I said it earlier, I don't want to be a hypocrite on this, like just because I was missing, you're not going to be able to play Michigan. But it just seems like the Big Ten just royally F this up from the start, right? Like, and just kind of let people, there, there just doesn't seem to be any leadership in the conference of, you know, like other than coming together and just saying Ohio State gets to go to the play, to the Big Ten championship game. Like, what have they done right? Yeah, since, no, I'm, that's know, since, where I'm at Since too, August. Yeah. I, I have not been impressed with Kevin Warren. I'm sure that the university presidents did not make it easy on anybody. But, I mean, we were saying from the jump, why'd you shit can the whole season? Like, just push it back. Like, that was yeah. that was well, the even, dumbest like, thing ever. When and they then did. they brought it back and tried to squeeze it in starting the late October when they could have yeah. been playing two weeks earlier. It's just, it, yeah. yeah it, just, it just uh, was weird. The whole thing was weird. And, a lot of head scratchers. Yeah. But the, the, the other part that I think is hilarious is the um, uh, the now the people saying, well, you know, they've only played six games or they've only played that many games, you know, Dan Mullen, oh, it looks to me like uh, playing less games is better for getting in the playoffs. And it's like, Jesus, dude, like man, it's a global pandemic, Dan Mullen, like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, let's, let's just let your team got beat by LSU. Cause somebody threw a shoe, like stop blaming it on, on other people. Right. Yeah. And, uh, um, 
I hear you there, although I will say, like, what the hell are we doing with the Iowa State Cyclones number six in the college football playoff? Yeah, that one's, like, that one's like, it's like they just don't. in any sense? Like, like, I'm just going to say this first. Congratulations to you, Iowa State fans. Like, this, this, you're, I hate the fact that you guys had a successful season, but good for you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, they yeah. got beat by 17 points at home by Louisiana. Like, Get the fuck out of here, number six in the country. Like, how are they rated ahead of Florida, who got beat by the number five team um, and LSU? Like, you know, how are they rated ahead of Georgia, who got beat by Florida and Alabama? Like, how? Like, this, this doesn't make any sense. How are they like, rated ahead of Coastal Carolina? Or even Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so bizarre, you know, like, and... And it's not like you can – like these other leagues, you could say, well, we can't really compare leagues here because they didn't play out of conference or blah, 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 blah. The Big 12 got beat three times by the Sun Belt. Right. So, like, we know the Big 12 doesn't look any good, right? I've watched Baylor and TCU and West Virginia. Those teams aren't good. I think Iowa State's good. Like, I think they're top 15 good, right? Um, oh, yeah. But, like, number six, I mean, it's like Gary Bard has lost his freaking mind or something, man. Like – I, I do not I, you know. Is it. he is he going out of his way to show that he's not biased by like we beat the pants off of Wisconsin more or less and and don't move anywhere in the polls and Iowa State on an off week jumps up to number six. You know, I I I don't know. I'm with you, but I I agree. I think this year they're. This year, for the first time ever, Iowa State is probably New Year six slash Alamo good. Um, and the Hawkeyes, hopefully, uh, will, that's what I'm bummed about this big 10 champions week turning into such a mess. Cause another win for Iowa could bump, could have bumped us up into that new year six conversation, but yeah. Um, and I, I honestly don't like this year, this year, especially, I don't really care about the bowl game at all. Like what bowl game you're in. I want to see Iowa play again. So I hope they have one. Right. Um, yeah. But it's not like anybody's going to these, right? So I don't really care if it's, you know, I don't really care if it's the Fiesta Bowl or if it's the the Mayo Bowl, the Duke Mayo Bowl, right? I just like I just want to play an interesting team, right? I just want to watch it play again. I don't, you know, I just don't think this year, um, and and I think you're probably getting the teams that are getting punished, you know, where Dan Mullen says you're better off playing less games. Yeah, if you're Ohio State, you're better off playing less games. If you're Iowa and Indiana and, you know, Northwestern, you're not better off playing less games, right? Because those teams are getting kind of knocked down. If you're USC, if you're Colorado, if you're some of those teams out in the Pac-12 that haven't played a ton of games, right? You're not, you know, you're you're getting punished for that where Ohio State's not. And that's just reality, right? That's just the way it is. Like, Ohio State's going to get the benefit of the doubt. These other teams aren't. So, but I mean, really, would you really want to go to the Sugar Bowl this year? Like, say, or the, you know, the, or the Cotton Bowl or something that you'd like actually want to go to as a fan? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, obviously it'd be cool, but you can't go. So who cares? You know? So, yeah. And that's where I'm at. And I think, honestly, I would not be surprised. I did see right before we started taping this today that the cap, I think it was the Capital One Bowl. Um, was had had sent out a press release. They are going to allow limited fans. So you know that's not. It's, it's the Citrus Bowl. 
Yes. Yeah. The old yeah. Capital One. Sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the Capital One. It's the Capital One Citrus. Yeah. You got yeah. it. You got it. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's the Capital One Orange Bowl. And then it's the Florida Citrus Bowl now. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just whatever. The Citrus Bowl. It's, yeah. It's, you know what I'm talking about. I really didn't. I, I got confused. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> All I'm trying to do here is we're on a small town, bowl pool. I haven't had to put my sheet together yet, so I don't know what all these bowls, what the new uh, sponsors are for all these bowls. And nobody cares about the little man here. All we care about is it's great. Jay Billis Orange uh, Bowl. It is the Capital One Orange Bowl right now. Yeah. So the Citrus Bowl, whatever. And the, the Citrus Florida Bowl. Let's see what uh, the Citrus Bowl is. Which would not be a big... It's the, it's, the, it's the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Oh, yeah, it is. VRBO, baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, they're having fans. Dude, I feel so bad for it. I feel so bad for anybody listening to this right now. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. I was going to say, to bring us back, and then we can close up shop and go get a drink or something. But uh, I was going to say... I'm guessing we're going to end up with the college football playoff, probably New Year's Six Bowls, and, you know, not much else, right? I mean, the Holiday well, Bowl, the, there's already been a lot of bowls canceled. Um, I think you're so. going to see – I think you're going to see ESPN. So the, the NCAA is, like, allowing another game after December 19th because of these bowl games that are canceling. So I think you're going to see ESPN and some of these conferences just put together bowl – you know, quote, bowl games – just at like neutral sites or just at like, you know, like just for TV, right? Like, you know, say Iowa plays Georgia in, you know, just wherever, right? Or, uh, you know, or something like that. Like, I, I think you'll see ESPN kind of put that together just for TV, you know, where yeah. they have had bowl games. Because, um, I, like I said, I just don't see the reasoning. I, I don't see why, especially with a vaccine around the corner, like, you know, I just don't see the reasoning of bringing teams down to Tampa for a week for the Outback Bowl, you know? Like, I mean, that one's going to happen because it's Florida and, you know, they've decided they don't, they're just going to allow fans and that sort of thing. So, but like the Holiday Bowl is not going to happen because it's California. The Red Box Bowl out there is not happening. Um, the Pinstripe Bowl canceled. Uh, the Fenway Bowl canceled. Um, so all those, like, all, all those are just not going to happen. And then, what's these thing going to do? Like they need the inventory. Right. So I think you'll see some, some games like that pop up over here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I see where you're going. And I, you know, it sounds like they're, they, they'll have a Rose bowl, but it probably won't be played in the Rose bowl in Pasadena. Right. But, yeah. but there'll be a Rose bowl somewhere. And yeah, so I see what you're saying. And, and for the teams that want to play and, and really for TV and for money, and for the players, right, is right. what the bowls are for. That, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. you. Yeah. For some of these bowls, like the Alamo Bowl or the Outback Bowl, where it was a cool fan vacation, if you will, yeah. uh, who cares this year, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just yeah. Give me, yeah. Give me Iowa no. versus Georgia and Nashville, and let's put it on TV and sweep, yeah. you know, well, call it whatever I mean, you want. Like, for, like, let's just take Iowa, for instance, right? So everybody said, you know, the Big Ten's got their rules about – going to games so often we just throw those out right like you know it doesn't matter that i has been to three outback bowls in the last six years right who cares like no no fans are going anyway just send them back down there and let them play 
you know, whoever they're going to play in that game. Right. Like, so I think that's, that's where it'll be a little different this year too. Like some of that stuff won't matter. You know, like last year we got the holiday bowl, right? Because um, we almost ended up in the citrus bowl, right? Because we hadn't been there or something like that. And it was like, ah, shit, we're going to play Alabama. I don't want to do that. Um, but uh, yeah. but they, they won't be doing that this they won't be doing that this year so um i just want to see them play one more time I, I i just enjoy watching them play defense um i want to see davion nixon play as a hawkeye one more time and that guy's awesome um so i just i hope hopefully they get to play it, it sucks that they drew michigan and that they you know that they have a COVID issue and it sucks that indiana and purdue both have COVID issues instead of just one you know, if yeah. only one of them had a COVID issue, then maybe we could slide in and, and take that place. But, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll get get one more Hawkeye game and we'll get a playoff without the Iowa State Cyclones because, God, that would suck. We shall see what happens, but I am uh, hoping for the same. So should we wrap it up here? I think we've uh, our listeners have suffered enough. <laughs> Uh, this was a good one. This was a good one. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Let's, this, uh, this, I mean, we talked about Les Jepsen. We talked about the criminal. We talked about the Verbo Citrus Bowl. The RBO. We talked about this, this was a good one. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Of course, Gage Appliance is always sponsoring this. Uh, still, we love their uh, loyal sponsorship. And then, a special sponsor for this episode, the Blackhawk Waste Disposal Company. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it was a dumpster fire of an episode. And if you need a dumpster to set on fire, contact Blackhawk Waste Disposal. How much are we getting paid for that one? Uh, 20 bucks. You know what? They actually pay, they're paying us $1 for every point the Iowa Hawkeye bench scored against the Cyclones. Baby. 36 bucks. Good Thirty-six bucks. That three-pointer by Ash at the end of the game, I was just like, three bucks, bring it up, baby. <laughs> How great is that? He just, go to the cash machine. He just turns around and runs back down the court. Like, we get a bunch of the cockiest white kids in the history of the world on that team. Dude, the bench Good was stuff. Really crazy. It was so awesome. Suck at Iowa State. Oh, that's great. So, Well... Good to talk with you again. We'll have to do this uh, down the road. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week, and I hope the Iowa-Gonzaga game happens and the Hawkeyes win. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And then also a little uh, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, wake them up. Wake them up, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, the only person that you might still have to wake up would be Wes. I think the rest of the world's already up, Drew. You know what I'm talking about. The Notre Dame <laughs> oh. Fighting Irish. Touchdown, Jesus. Touchdown, Jesus versus Dabo Swinney. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's wrap it up with that. That was terrible, too. We should just cut that all out. Except the West part. Leave the West part in. We're leaving it all in, baby. It was great talking to you. We have high expectations for a reason, folks. We'll see you next time. Until then, Brad and Drewski signing off.